Hey there! I'm Sean. And I'm Carrie. And this is Dogs Are Smarter Than People. It's a quirky podcast that gives you a writing tip and a life tip, and we always start off with a random thought that's random. Very random. This episode is about keeping your cat off Tinder. Woo! Yeah, man. That's right. Enjoy, folks! Hey, so it's a random thought in the office time, Bay. What's our random thought about that? Well, I've been thinking a lot about this, and it's there was a study back in June that basically said that if you're a straight man, and it was very, very focused on straight men, because all studies seem to be focused on straight men. No offense. I know you're a straight man. Uh-huh. Mostly, at least. And, like, the study was that women are less attracted to men who have cats in their dating profile pictures. Really? Yes. Apparently, according to this study by Colorado State University and Boise State University, and the study was published in the journal Animals. Yeah. Which makes me think of like 80 songs. <laughs> Animal, Animal. Um, the, they, they surveyed a bunch of straight ladies and a bunch of straight men, and the ladies were given like, um, and the ladies were between the ages of 18 and 24. So it's very specific, this it study, specific. right? And they were shown pictures of men who were like 20 or 21 years old, and they had two photos. And one photo, the guy's with a cat. In the other photo, the guy does not have a cat in his arms. Oh. And the ladies um, were like, they like they graded the men in a yeah. very focused way on personality, masculinity, femininity, and dateability. And of course, masculinity and femininity are like these things that we pretend there are norms for. Right. But it's all BS, right? Uh, it's just sure culturally it created by right. the media, by fashion, by people in charge, by... You know. Yeah. Whatever. So it's all problematic, honestly. Um, but in this study, they thought found that like the guys with holding the ki- the kitties, they like the ladies weren't liking them. Huh. Not as much, huh? No, man. Like that's interesting. They're like if they had a warm feeling for the guy in a picture. Yeah. The warm feeling went. <laughs> if the guy was holding a cat. You know why? What? Jealousy. <laughs> well, I was like. Dude, when you pick up our kitties, yeah, I am not between the ages of eighteen and twenty though. But when you pick up our kitties, I'm like, oh, I love him so much. Look at oh, how when strong. I pick him up, yeah, and protective oh. he is, and it's like you're holding a baby, and it makes all my like woman things inside of loviness go, oh, on. Well, I was just thinking, I was wondering what would change if the age group was much higher. Yeah, like, the 70-year-old ladies are like, ooh, that's hot. No. Oh, 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 hold me back. Hold I me back. That old. Like, like, they're like, yeah. I meant, like, maybe 40s to 50s. Some. I don't know. I don't know either. But I was also, like, uh, in this study, like, because we haven't seen the pictures, are these guys, like, guys who are comfortable with cats, even? Like, oh, that could be part like of it, you right? just like you scoop up a cat, Sean. Like yeah. it's a football or a baby, and you're like blah blah blah. Like I don't care. I'm a right. confident man. Um, but like I have met and been with some men in my life who can't pick up a cat. Yeah. To save the universe, <laughs> like they're like, how do I hold it? How do I hold it? It has claws. Oh my god! And it's like all of a sudden, like the awkwardness and this anxiety comes out in them because they just didn't grow up. Maybe with that's animals, like cats you did. don't like them. Sean grew up with a monkey. I didn't. Yes, well, we sort did of. have a monkey when I was a child. I, I didn't get to interact with it much. 
But I mean, you're used to it. Like oh, your, yeah. your grandparents, who I'm you often all, lived all with. All kinds of animals. Which is why he can handle me so well. Animal. We never animal. had any big cats or bears or anything, but I pretty much lived in a freaking zoo. <laughs> Did <laughs> it smell funny? Oh, no. Really? Well, the monkey always stayed outside and had his own little house, a little tree house. Remember? Wasn't he lonely? Well, when it was a baby, he was inside because they had. He wore diapers and got treated just like an infant. I know, but then you know, they just shoved him into the treehouse. Well, no, he got visited all the time. All right. He used to go swimming with people in the pool. Did he really? Yeah, it was a macaque. The kind That's of monkeys that, that like water. Wow, Florida. Okay, we, so, what? Oh, no. no, tell me. No, I, I was just going to say, we always had dogs and cats and snakes and mice to feed the snakes. Mm-hmm. We were raised in the garage. Mm-hmm. Circle of life is creepy. Yeah, it was... There was, a, and then I carried that tradition on when I was a younger kid and teenager. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fish tanks. Oh yeah. Which aren't creepy, but they can be. They can if be. There's a decapitated head in it. Like a human head? Yeah. Oh no, we never had that, but we did have some aggressive. <laughs> we never we did, had that. We did have some aggressive fish. <laughs> they used to like eat to eat other fish and stuff. I mean, that's pretty common. But. I said like a decapitated head and he just looked at me and he was like yeah we never had that like what? just so calmly like yeah that's a possibility but we <laughs> we personally never had that's that that's what I was thinking we never had any fish that were quite that aggressive or else they you never know <laughs> there was this guy who was like um who no it was a blog post where they were like talking about like a tinder for cats like what your cat would be like on tinder oh that's pretty funny yeah like or and what, what their names were like i think they had names like tinder purr like tender purr, <laughs> and, tender purr. and like and like their their occupations were things like um internet superstar and <laughs> and then they'd have like little inspiring quotes underneath them or like um one I think was Ralph too, blanket mouse chaser at self-employed. <laughs> Some of my five-star reviews. He's a beast. Spurts Illustrated can fit into any box. My human. <laughs> Trump. Oh, I didn't get how naughty that was. Yeah, that's pretty naughty. <sighs> he can fit into any box. I think that Tinder would be a fantastic place for cats, honestly. So I'm against. Yeah, all but then the humans study. have to hook him up. There is another Bring thing. Bring them together. There, a guy actually did create a startup where they tried to hook up cats. For breeding purposes or just um, for hangouts? Just like for, for cats. play dates. It was like for cat lovers all over the world. Yeah. And then they like competed to make their kitty the most admired one. Ah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't feel like cats should compete like that, man. Like you're just top cat or you're not top cat. You know, there's no... Well, you don't make... vote. Humans don't get to vote for the alpha cat. <laughs> in the make believe cat world of humans, you can do anything <laughs> you want. <laughs> Put a couple cats on the floor together, and you're gonna figure out how they, how their hierarchy works pretty quickly. If you're a straight guy, Sean, let's pretend you're um like dating. Yeah. But don't pretend too hard, so you dump me. But like, let's pretend that you're looking for a straight woman, and you're on Tinder. Yeah. I'm not sure if you would do, um and. There is a woman, and she has a cat in her arms. Yeah. What does that do? Does it do anything for you? Does it make it, you think, no. Initially, you know, it doesn't um, really affect my judgment, I don't think. Okay. Unless it's like, 
unless you know the descriptive i've never even been on tinder but i imagine there must be some descriptives of the person right Mm -hmm. they wouldn't set off any alarms unless i got the feeling that they were the type of people that place animals above humans yeah in terms of value and stuff you know what i mean all the time because even though you're kind of like that, you're not like that when it comes down to it. Oh, but some me? some people oh. are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people are like, oh, I've been hurt by humans so many times. I only love animals now. Yeah, that's true. But that's not even really the kind of person I'm talking about. I'm just talking about animal crazy people that'll get mad at you if you accidentally hit a deer with your car. Oh. Stuff like that. Yeah. You know? The word key word there is accidentally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not driving down the street trying to mow down deer. There are people like that. Well, yeah, there would could be. All right, now we're in a downer place. We're in a I downer know, place. Man. You brought us right down there, babe. I didn't mean to. <laughs> You're the one that said there are people like that. Writing tip of the pie. So every weekday, I post on my personal Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. You quotes, do a lot of posting. I do. Quotes from our dogs and cats, and they're supposed to be inspiring. And they so are for a lot of people a lot of times, I've, rec- I've realized. Yeah, and sometimes they're just about bacon and naps, because bacon and naps can be inspiring. Sean was just yawning a second ago, honestly. I, if we hadn't just eaten breakfast, I'd love some bacon and then a nap, because <laughs> I want to nap right now. But anyways, those things, those... Uh, daily week daily things that i do made us think of some famous writing quotes and whether or not they're kind of bullshit poop whoa i didn't say the whole word we are not carrie does curse i do sometimes when i'm angry (laughs) she doesn't have to be angry but mainly when she's angry when i'm self-righteously angry yeah when i curse um (laughs) and how very privileged some of those quotes are Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sean doesn't like the P word, but it's... Privileged? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's not that I don't like it. All right. But we're using it because it's appropriate here. Like, Marianne Williamson, who we are sure is an incredibly lovely person who once ran for president and wrote a ton of books and has a lot of people who love her. So this is not against her. This is just about her quote, right? Yeah. And her quote was... Nothing binds you except your thoughts. Nothing limits you except your fear. And nothing controls you except your beliefs. And this is lovely, right? And it's partially true. But it comes from the perspective of a really lucky person who's white and good looking and has had advantages as a white American. That's right. And like, it's hard to say nothing binds you except your thoughts to a political prisoner. Who is a legit in chains. Right. It's hard to say that to a black man or a woman in the U.S. Right. Who's in jail for something as silly as pot. And it's hard to say that for someone who has paralyzing fear because of trauma that's happened to them or her or him in their past life. Right. Past part of their life, right? Right. So, like, it's like, gosh, that's a great quote. But it's not applying to everybody, Right. And that's kind of the point. Like, generalizations can be so inspiring and they can have truth in them for some of us, right? Yes. And sometimes those brilliant quotes pertain to most people. But that quote, even my dorky daily inspirational quotes, are never going to apply to everyone at all times. No, and you tell me that kind of stuff all the time. And I'm, and you're right. But, I, but as, 
as you know, and most people should know, I grow every day, especially from your tutelage. <laughs> Not from my food. But anything, well, most anything that somebody says comes from their perspective That's on right. life. That's right. So, and we don't all have that same perspective because we don't all have those same experiences or in the past or current That's experiences. That's right. That's right? for sure. And we all interact with the systems that we interact in our family, in our home, in our community, overall, in our mm -hmm. country, in our world, in different ways because of who we are and, and our experiences and because of what those systems are. So writing advice and quotes... I guess writers are always looking for like a one-fit-all writing advice, you know? Right. To magically make us have the perfect book. And like, but even writing advice and quotes for generalizations too, like the most amazing Ray Bradbury wrote. You must stay drunk. On writing. <laughs> you must stay drunk on writing so reality cannot destroy you. So that's a good quote, right? Because yeah. us writers, we're easily destroyed. But being drunk on anything all the time usually means for most of us that we're not helping create a solution to problems. And instead, we're being what? Drunk. I don't know. We're being oh, drunk. drunk. <laughs> we're putting lampshades. We're being drunk. We're putting lampshades on our head. And we're saying, no, 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 I can't hear you. I'm writing. Right. And it's not the best look, really, is it? Yeah. No, it's not at all. And I'm sorry. I didn't read ahead. <laughs> to answer your question, because I was thinking that if you get locked into anything like that, you know, any belief system, then you're not being an expansive thinker and, and you're limiting yourself to that. Yeah. You know. Right. So. But sometimes, like, the advice is cool. Right? Well, you want to give a cool advice uh, thing from yeah. Tiffany Jackson? Be strategic and resili resilient in the pursuit of your dreams. That sounds like a cheesy quote, right? But nah, I'm serious. Resilience is one hell of a quality to master, and not many have the skin for it. That's a really good quote. Like, that pretty much applies to everyone and anything. Yeah, that's right. Jacqueline Woodson, another great writer, said, People are going to judge you all the time no matter what you do. Don't worry about other people. Worry about you. That's true as well. She's wonderful. But... Sometimes you have to worry a little bit about other people. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Otherwise, you're just thinking about yourself all the time, And you're a narcissist right? and like you're, you know. But what she's saying is don't let what other people think limit you. Exactly. Yes. yes. And then Henry David Thoreau. Hey, that's a white guy. We'll give it to you, Sean. All right. <laughs> How vain it is to sit down to write when you have not stood up to live. I actually thought you'd like that one. Oh, I do? Yeah. I think it's really good because... It, I mean, what's he saying? Anybody can uh, sit in a shack and write crazy stuff and send out mail bombs, but if you don't, st <laughs> if you don't stand up for what you really live to believe, then you're not really living. Yeah, you gotta stand for something or you're living for right. nothing. You can't, but like, you can't write about experience without having it. I think that's very often true, right. you know. And it's also like he uses the word vain, and it's almost a little self-indulgent. Exactly, know? like what we were talking about earlier, like. Who are you to be a drunk, <laughs> sitting there drunk, right, and yeah. all the world's burning down? No, I totally agree. Unless you're being paid to be a chronicler. Um, but you should act as well as write. And writing is an action, but often to live the biggest lives that we, if we live the biggest lives that we can live, we write better books. 
Yeah, and not only that, if you're going to be writing about something that's like super important, as in some sort of nonfiction, how can you write about something that you haven't experienced? Right. You know? Yeah, and like Ron, right, a lot of my students and writers that I mentor or edit right now or coach, you know, they're having a hard time because it's COVID, right? And they're like, how do I write when it's the world's burning? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them are Americans, and so with um, the whole um, social justice movements that have happened in 2020, they're like, how do I write my story when all of this is happening, like this important work? And I was like, you don't have to choose. You can be part of the work and beliefs that you believe in personally, mm-hmm. but you can. You also want to be, it's the best time to write because you're chronicling what's happening from your perspective right. so that people in the future can understand it, but also so that you can motivate and energize people of the now, right? And Isabel Allende had this amazing writing quote that says, write what should not be forgotten. That's a good quote. Yeah, I think it's a really, really good quote. Yeah. Yeah. You whispered that. Uh, Because it means so much to me. It's like, write down the past, write your future, but write what's important to you. Write what's important to the world and to society as through the lens of you as a writer. Like, don't just write, I don't know, a lovely, happy thing about two gerbils who fall in love. Yeah. That's just going to create baby gerbils. <laughs> <laughs> but unless the point and what matters to you is gerbil love and loving beyond, like, circumstances. You put those gerbils in two gerbil cages across rooms and they have to get to each other and they do against all odds, even while the world's burning mm-hmm. and the cats are coming then to eat them Mm -hmm. then that's something that metaphorically could be very important to you that's a heck of a kid's love story idea right there (laughs) i used to raise dribbles for my snakes i believe that too i did so you'd be the bad guy in the dribble love story (laughs) oh no they got all the love and they wanted Oh, but, uh, but it, was, it ended it was, so poorly. It, it was <laughs> it the, the babies that went to the snakes. Oh, that's you know, that's oh, no. okay. Not the good hearty breeders. Can I just breeders. tell the last quote, babe? What? Like, oh yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Healing begins when the where the wound is made was made, and that's Alice Walker, and her book was the way forward is with a broken heart. Did I not read book. that correctly? No. Healing begins where the wound was made. There you go. You just put it in the present tense. Oh. Maybe because we're making wounds right now. man. Maybe. Um, but yeah, that's a really good quote for writing as well, I think. And for life. Because this is a podcast about writing and life, you know? Oh, God, I sure hope so. All right, so the writing tip of the pod, all condensed, is... Blow off the, bull, the BS and realize <laughs> where it's coming from. Sometimes it's coming from people whose lives and brains are nothing like yours. And sometimes it's just coming from people who want to make a butt down of money selling their advice to you. So true. So especially nowadays. Holy moly. Yes. Yeah, so not all advice is going to resonate for, for you. Even our advice might not resonate from you. Blow it off, man. <laughs> if it doesn't work for you, blow it off. Right, baby? That's right. Shani blows off my advice all the time. I do not. Give me a good example right now on the Dog tip for life. I think it's so funny that you you complain all the time about movies sound going up and down and then you always yell, Dog tip for life. Man, I gotta tell you what. Okay. That was the worst I've ever seen last night. 
We watched um, Judas and the Messiah and the Black Messiah. Black Messiah. And uh, Sean had a really hard time because the music was so loud, and then the voices were soft, and the um, volume, the sound volume, kept because it was mixed for theater, man, and our. Our TV was not handling it all that well. The differential was just so great. Yeah, but that's, I think, probably how people feel about this podcast, baby. Oh, they, I don't talk loud <laughs> much, <laughs> often. All right, dog tip for life. Yeah, right. well, Sparty was a little bit offended by this. Not actually by the post, the writing tip part, but the, um, the uh, random thought. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-oh. Because we live in a house where dogs are outnumbered by cats. One and a half to one. Or three to two. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's Although said, one of our kids thinks they're a cat. So oh, it might actually be. Oh, two to one yeah, straight up, yeah, right? Yeah, so. Woo. All right. But Sparty was like, dude, cats are okay. They're mm-hmm. good to snuggle with, too. Right. My personal opinion is I don't like to snuggle with dogs that much because our dogs are just too big to snuggle. That's not true. What? They are the best snugglers ever, Sean. <sighs> Gabby like just leans into you. Oh yeah, as long as you're not her, in bed. <laughs> and she puts her head on your shoulder and just rests it there forever. Yeah. And she pushes her little chest into you and she just like... And when she used to sleep with me, she was like so still on the bed and she just put one leg on top of me. She was the best. Oh, well, she's good in bed. That other black girl. That sounded creepy. Sparty? She's good in bed. She's good in bed. Uh, You're funny and naughty, girl. No, I'm not. I may not have so much of a bias against Sparty if, you know, at night after telling the cat kid goodnight and saying stuff and I walk in the bedroom and Sparty's laying on my side of the bed Uh with his head on my pillow like he's a human. With his leg wrapped around me. Yeah. Farting. Just like Sean, honestly. It's just like sleeping with you, babe. Why do you open up the can of worms that you're going to have to eat, babe? <laughs> I, can, I can stop the recording. So anyways, the dog, about <laughs> the dog tip for life <laughs> is that cats are okay and they're good to snuggle with, too. And who cares about the people who are going to blow off your Tinder because you have a cat in your arms and you're a straight man and they're a straight woman? That's right. To heck with them. You be you. And when they meet you and they're allergic to cats and your house is full of cats, they're gonna it's all gonna fail anyway. So be who Animal you are. Animal lovers are usually very kind people and great to date. That's right. Yep. Hey folks, thanks for listening. It's Valentine's Day today, by the way. I hope you have a spectacular one, whether you have anybody celebrated or not. You'll be Love yourself. To this afterwards. Right. But. I hope you had a great weekend. Yeah. Hey, and shout out to the amazing music that we've clipped and shortened in this podcast. It's awesome and made available through the Creative Commons license. And it's uh, broke for free. And the song is Summer Spliff. We have a new podcast. Loving the Strange. And we live stream it on my Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn on Fridays. My Facebook, Twitter handle, and also on YouTube is either Carrie Jones Books or Carrie Jones Book. And the w- last week's podcast was all about loving places and being called to them when you've never been there before. And if you can remember to like, share, and subscribe to any of our and all of our social media activities, we would love you for it. And give you our next born baby. There will be none. I was going to say, don't don't hold your breath for that.
The notes for this podcast are on carriejonesbooks.blog. Check it out. <laughs>